From Alderaan. From Alderaan. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. Whatever's left of Krypton. We are broadcasting live from the largest from ship. The largest from ship. The largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Okay, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, we are broadcasting here on the largest ship in the galaxy, Sanctuary One. All doing our bidding of our Lord and Master Thanos. Uh, we... That is true. I, ne- I, I never, I don't think I've ever reminded myself why I do this. Right? For 20 episodes. <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like, wait, guys, um, who's Thanos? The parasites have eaten his brain. That, okay. <laughs> All right. That's what I wanted to It sounds like the parasite talking. That's, That's the parasite. Sounds. It's my professional oh, Thanos. opinion that it's yeah. the parasites. That's yeah, oh. the glove from the doctor's appointment. Oh. Right? <laughs> Rib for your pleasure. Here we go. Wow. We're getting Turn we're getting head and cough. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. We are very comfortable. We're all getting to that age, though, so you're going to have to get a lot more comfortable with that conversation in a few more years. True, true, true. get ready now. Um, So uh, we're joined by our medical professional slash PhD of dance, Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Panda. We've got Diamond Diamond Jab, Props, and Side. What's up? Um, we're looking to talk a little bit about uh, something we've visited before. Like we've we've we're, we've been there. Uh, we came. We saw. Um, I felt like we fucking conquered. We, we conquered. We conquered the shit out yeah, of that episode. We, we just and we just the did. the unfortunate part. The unfortunate part about it is it then became a little it got irre- retconned. Ir- irrelevant. Yeah, we, they retconned our episode. Yeah, with right. no with no permission from us. Right. Yeah. They didn't ask, and I'm kind of disappointed. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit the the MCU. Uh, Netflix universe. Uh, we have some the MCU N MCU N the MCU extended, right? Uh, we have some bad news for people that don't read the internet. Um, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Maybe if this is, if you've just stumbled onto the internet after being lost at sea for years. And the first thing you decided to listen to is, I wonder what new podcasts are out right, right now. And you're listening to us and you're like, Oh man, I love, I love oh, the boy. MCU Netflix universe. I'm so excited to hear what they have to say. I really wonder and, how that's going. Yeah. If gonna... you got into like some tragic ship accident from the end of <laughs> the Iron Fist away. to, to, to now. Here's our update. Here's, so, here's our update for so you. So you were on a FedEx plane. It crashed. You made friends yeah. with a volleyball. And then you came back to society. And you were like, I'm going to listen to that podcast. Yeah. That uh, I was listening I, I, to. <laughs> to see where the Netflix MCU universe is. You weren't on the island very long. <laughs> that's, that's the point of the joke. It's, yeah, it's there, are lot, there, are, so quick. there are a lot more attentive to when planes go down. Now I'm at it. So, uh, that um, is true. Well, yeah. Like we're past VHS. Well, actually, what would have happened was Tom Hanks would have been flying the plane and the passenger on it. He would have (laughs) landed it in a river. Then they get stuck on an island in the river. There you go. See everybody. So I'm just combining the island in a river. I'm combining two move two Tom Hanks. And then they take the Polar Express back. Yeah, there you go. See, (laughs) three Tom Hanks movies and toys are with them all the way. Four. (laughs) And you know, uh, he was flying an AOL plane. 
So he had mail. Right? Five. Right? I'm just going to keep tying him. <laughs> but he's also a kid in an adult's body. Six. <laughs> and then they figure out some like like secret Vatican puzzles. Oh, yeah, to get off the island. <laughs> to get off the island. Yes, we're, we're continuing this. And then he runs a social network that's like, <laughs> that really bad circle yeah. movie where he's like an actual villain. <laughs> uh, was that with that uh, was that with Jennifer Lawrence? Who was in no. that? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Hermione. Yes. Right? Hermione. Uh, uh, <laughs> Emma Watson. <laughs> Emma Watson. I love how for every other you've been Is talking. It Emma Watson. Yeah, it's Emma Watson. Yeah, okay. it's Emma Watson. You were talking about like the actor's name, and I was like, all right, which character did they play? And then for this, you just go Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> I know every other actor's on the Netflix. I'm like, I think that's so Daredevil. <laughs> either way, we're saying. And Tom Hanks is now listening. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks is. Uh, is uh, let's welcome Tom Hanks to the show. Hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Good to be here, everybody. So um, he's America's. You've got sweetheart. a friend in me. <laughs> oh, oh, I brought another one in. Drifter. Oh, well played. Okay, so. We went way deep into that rabbit hole. All right, and that's it. Thanks for listening. Every, everybody just turned it off. They were like, after the fourth Tom Hanks thing, they were like, nope, change no, the channel. No, we're not listening to the show anymore. <laughs> is... I'm just like an old school TV. Just dink, right? We're just turning the channel. So um, the bad news I mentioned. Yes. Uh, that if you have it, you probably know about it if you haven't been cast away on an island somewhere for the last few months. Uh, Iron Fist season three and uh, Luke Cage season three are canceled. They're, yes. they're not going to happen. They, and Tom Hanks isn't making that guest appearance that we right. thought he would. <laughs> it was going to happen. It was on and, the and, and it's a shame because they had, uh, well, the Iron Fist had shown improvement. Yes. Um, you know, uh, much Vast better over over, oh, over last it. season. I watched one episode and I was like. <laughs> most, most people are much happier with season two than they were with season one. Okay. Um, mostly because they, they let, instead of focusing on one character who wouldn't prove that he was the Iron Fist the entire first season, <laughs> um, they let other characters kind of shine. Yeah. So one, uh, we never got the chance to talk about the new seasons because they weren't out yet. So real quick, um, uh, Danny Rand has kind of taken up the mantle against the war on crime uh, in the city uh, that Daredevil has left after the events of the Defenders. Uh, subsequently, what ends up happening is Davos plays a big role in this uh, as Steel Serpent with the attempt of trying to get the Iron Fist back for himself. Uh, events transpire, but ultimately it leads to the show kind of acknowledging that Danny Rand is is addicted to what the Iron Fist represents, but is not really the Iron Fist. Uh, he he uses it to fight crime. He uh, stays out late nights. He's a it's like the classic Batman persona, only if Bruce Wayne was addicted to being Batman, which, which arguably arguably he is. he is. Yeah. So it's a very classic style of writing this character ultimately leading to this kind of hot potato situation with the soul of the dragon uh being used by other characters and and uh, danny losing the iron fist for a majority of the season uh only for it to be uh take a final resting place with colleen wing uh colleen you find out that her ancestor apparently was an iron fist yes uh, Which, by the way, uh, I think uh, she's one of my favorite characters in the show, and I just like her, the actress that plays Thankfully, her. we don't have to worry about spoilers, because the show doesn't exist anymore, so yeah, you're right. not getting a season three. But, but her, her act, the, the actress that plays her, uh, I, I'm a big fan of hers. 
Uh, and I just like love the character in the show. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it. Colleen Wing was is great, and it's one of the redeeming qualities of season one, and a very redeeming quality into season two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving her really a lot of time to shine. Uh, the storylines with Ward and everything around that were really nice too. The actor that plays um, Ward is uh, he's got a even in, even in season one he had to do a lot of acting. Like uh, yeah. some serious acting. And to work his ass off to sell work. that role, right? It was right. And it was it extensive. It, it did not look easy, and <laughs> uh, I think he continued it into this yeah. season. What's the sister's name? It's Ward Meacham and Joy. Joy Meacham. Um, Joy didn't have a lot of that. Uh, she wasn't very happy throughout the season. No, she uh, she had a lot of character development, but it was not great. It was not positive. Yeah, character development to um, say the least. She she went through her own little escapade. I I, I do like a lot of, several points in this one. It was just like, yeah, no, we're not gonna give her to the police. <laughs> yeah, what? There's like multiple instances where they have the chance to turn her in, and they choose not to. And at the end of the season, it seems kind of like they just choose not to ever. Like, okay, I get in that one instance, but it's like, okay, now we're gonna charge you with a crime. Yeah. Well, no? I think one of the unfortunate instances coming from the season is actually Mary. Uh, in in terms of long term, because she was one of the highlights of the season for me. Al- Alice Eve did a really good was job. Alice mm-hmm. Eve playing that dichotomy character, Barrett, which uh, we didn't get. Which I thought was interesting that they introduced her into Iron Fist instead of Daredevil, where you where you would expect. Well, we her. finally we fi- the progression of the character got to a point where it made it seem like they were going to use her in something else. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like the, the intention was if the character did well was to bring her into another storyline. Yeah. Maybe that'll be Daredevil season four. If it you know, goes, if, to that. If it goes that way. So yeah. as, as we said, uh, we ended our last recap after Luke Cage season two. Correct. Right? So we, we had talked about like the way he ended up, the where the place where he was in the storyline was not a happy place to no, be. He was, in. A, he, was, he was a crime boss. Um, yeah. You can't be... Um, you can't a be a boss, boss of, crime of crime without being a crime boss. So, have you seen season two of Luke Cage? No, nope. that's right. You you said you like you've nothing. You've I've dabbled. Seen, yeah. Right? Long like, term. Uh, long story short, uh, Luke Cage is struggling against Black Mariah's uh, empire for, or Cottonmouth's empire from season one, which has now been taken a hold of by uh, Mariah Stokes. Right. So that war continues as it's revealed that Mariah Stokes's claim to Harlem is not necessarily real that the claim actually belongs with a character known as Bushmaster um, that essentially the Jamaicans, the Yardies from, uh, or it was from, a partnership or it was a partnership that they got shafted uh, out. Of. And so Bushmaster says, no, I want what belongs to me. The thing with Bushmaster, however, is the Island he comes from. There is a flower called nightshade that he can use to, give him abilities he he can not be like they shoot him 20 times in one scene and he survives he he's is, damaged yeah he's, he's not damaged like cage, he's but. not yeah uh he's incredibly athletic he is he can fight he can do all these things and he can beat the crap out of luke cage and he can beat the crap like he breaks luke cage like he gives luke cage a concussion or something like that yeah um and so luke is finding it difficult to pl- get a foothold in this war that is just ripping Harlem apart. And so ultimately he begins to start making decisions 
that a hero does not typically make. Yeah. Which clouds his questioning on what a hero is to the point that at the end of the season, uh, Mariah, who is in jail at this point in her will, leaves Harlem's Paradise or the club where all crime was being pushed through, leaves it to him instead of her daughter. And so Luke Cage takes Harlem's Paradise and says, if there's any crime or anything going on in the city, it has to go through me. Because me as a good guy, I can moderate what is appropriate and what is not for Harlem's safety first. But can you be a yeah, but can you yeah. be oh, okay. a, a boss of a crime. boss of crime and still not consider yourself a crime boss? Which sounds like a dumb statement when you say it outside the context of the season, but it's a, it's a big deal. Like it it is a it is an important question. So. Right. So is using crime to regulate it in itself inherently evil? Right. Because you're not going to get you're not going to get rid of crime. It's, it's almost going to be yeah. impossible. But so if, if you, you attempt to mitigate it, yeah. You know, it's like Punisher kills people. That's not good, but he's considered a superhero. Yeah. And like he's considered a hero in most circles. So, yeah. um, does the ends justify the means kind of thing that's going into that story, which was, which I thought was a great ending point for that character. Uh, very tenacious, not typically what you would see from a superhero TV show, especially a finale. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. then that it became was a it. show finale. It became a series finale. Oh, yeah, yeah, series finale. <laughs> uh, yeah, became a which series is an finale. odd way to end it. Um, and we had uh, Jessica Jones ended, uh, I think, in a much more positive yeah. manner. Like she was in, she was building healthy relationships. She had getting rid know, of older. Like she was able to physically let go of her mother. Like she woke up and then her mother was dead previously. And then yeah. she found her. She found she had family, and then she was she. She saw was able that, to appropriately lose her family, which sucks. Um, but like there was there, I think there was a level of closure there that a, she didn't have before. Yeah. Right. And then she's getting rid of these toxic relationships in her life. The codependency that, um, the, the junkie, Trish, the Trish and the junkie. Oh, and Malcolm. And Malcolm yeah, yeah. that were, that were on there. And then she found somebody that was whole without her and was better with, with their association, which yeah. she didn't really have before. So that was, that was a nice evolution in that one. And, it's season. a long season to um, get to that point. Like Jessica is. Jones is probably if Jessica Jones season one was like a was like a sprint season two is like a relay race. Like it really you have to get through a lot of different things to get to the end. And then even then, I, like I had my feelings about the season that were initially not great. Uh, but upon further reflection, it sits a little better. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I enjoyed season two of Jessica Jones. A lot so, of people didn't really like it, but I like film noir. So, so. It, it makes it, it makes me wonder if they're going to come back for a third season of this. Now they said it was, I, I think they said a third season was uh, greenlit. So a third season has been confirmed, but it has not been shot yet. Which does right. not mean anything. Yeah. Right. At, at so this point. they can, they can that right. As soon as they feel like, so yeah. we'll, I mean the Jessica Jones season three really could go in either direction. It could be canceled or it could feature Luke Cage. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, them coming back together. Yeah, it could it could incorporate an already canceled character into the season, or it can cancel its own season. Yeah, like, or or you know, and there's some people out there who think that the cancellation of Iron Fist and uh, and Luke Cage will you know evolve into heroes for hire. We'll get into that, yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if I necessarily see that, but yeah, we'll get into yeah. that. So that's 
the individual Jones. ones like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, apparently right now is running around in Asia and with magic pistols uh, that allow him to do gung fu. I, I uh, watching that season when it ended, I went, I enjoyed 99.9% of the season except for that last. So scene. it's like bullets aren't deadly enough. That last scene was tragic I, for my basically emotional psyche. Iron fist bullets. Oh. Yeah. I liked, I liked that scene up until the guns came out. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah, that, that scene, scene with, like, with Ward right. and everything, that was great. Yeah, and then he's just like, oh, you said I wouldn't have to step in. I was like, he's, he's you know. I said, oh, being... shit, he's about to beat these guys' ass. He's got, like, some alternative Iron Fist, which is going to be dope. He had an, itern- an alternative Iron Fist, all right. But they were magical but guns. But they were magical guns. <laughs> which, it, you know. Uh, is comic I, book I, appropriate. I see where they get still. it because there is. So what, what didn't but make they... sense is at the end, they, they name drop Orson Randall. Uh, who was a, an Iron Fist previously. He was the Danny Rand before Danny Rand was. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and so he had the ability to uh, channel his chi, not just through his fist, but through any weapon he held. Uh, and uh, Which seems to be Colleen's ability. Which yes. you find out is actually an ability of the Iron Fist that Danny Rand just didn't know about. Didn't know about. So he has these... <laughs> Which sounds awful, by the way. But he didn't even know how to heal someone with his chi, like, right. or he, re-energize he, his chi. He gets chi. the Iron Fist, and then he pretty much books it. He's like, peace. So, so maybe it's magical guns, or maybe he's figured out how to... I don't know. Well, I mean, but it... Then why they make would Orson it, care about getting those guns? Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. So, so, so they name drop a character who should be a good guy, but he's kind of a bad guy. That it, that it, what it looks like. So it's it's a very confusing little part that they didn't need to add. Yeah, uh, it's a little stinger that that they hoped. I guess they'd get another season to go into. And uh, nope. Right, I'm and okay. then they have older Iron Fist dead bodies. I I'm not the hugest fan of the Orson. Uh, Randall storyline because he, he's pretty much exact like his his family is flying a zeppelin through the mountains and the zeppelin crashes <laughs> and his parents die and he winds up in Kunlun and they train it's him pretty to be much the Iron right. Fist and that's where he meets um, at some point he leaves Kunlun and meets up with um, uh, uh, Danny's father uh, Wendell yeah, yeah. Wendell Rand yeah and so they partner up and so he knows he knows he's he knows the Rand family and Blah, 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 blah. It was just dumb. Yeah, there's um, no need for an in- integrated uh, cast like that. Right. I just, I just the storyline of the comic books is just so cliche comic book tie-in that it's that it's almost silly. Now, if they had gone the immortal weapons route, I'd have been all for it. If they had gone like so, the immortal weapons in the comic books is that Kunglun is one of seven cities. And uh, yeah, but I don't know if you could have I don't know if you could have won over the base by saying it's one of seven cities. They haven't even appeased the base with the one city. But Kung Lung is the only city they win a tournament every year to be the city that actually Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But to to be the city, the storyline of Dragon Ball Super (laughs) to, to be the city that actually shows up on Earth. Uh, if you win the tournament, your city shows up for an oh, extended period cool. of time. If you don't, you, your city does not. And they have like these, like all their champions are what they call immortal weapons. So even though there may be a different Iron Fist from time to time, there will always be an Iron Fist. Uh, so you have different, like there's Might one. Might be a little the, too comic like the, booky. Yeah. There, there's the Steel Serpent da- Davos. Uh, it stays from the Steel City. From yeah. another city. And there's the Crane. The Crane Mother. Yeah. Then there's the Prince of Orphans. 
Um, and there's like, uh, there's a few others. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. them all. They exist. So, regardless um, of it, we're not getting any of that. So right. it's not going to matter anyway. So we're probably not going to dive into that at all in the MCU universe. But whatever. It was a good try. Um, I think I it's mean, a valiant effort into season let's, two. Let's. It was. I guess it I, was, I said try. It was a try. Let's. <laughs> it was. Now it was. It was a try. So I there you really go. Couldn't. So <laughs> let's move on to something that is currently released. Uh, which would be Daredevil. Well, I mean, they're all currently released. Well, yeah. They're recently released. <laughs> recently released. <laughs> so, Darede- semantics matter. Daredevil. Uh, right? Daredevil season three, I, I think, went into an interesting direction kind of thing. The uh, He did not die. He was blasted out of the sewers. Via, he just multiplied. What's up? It's, it's a song. He didn't die. He just multiplied. What is he? Multiple men? No, no, no. that's what like, they did right, with I'm this sorry. season. I need to realize song lyrics. This <laughs> no, is no, no. I need room. to know my audience. No, you depends on the song. What song was that? Seventies. I'm good. I, I guess Eric Clapton. Then we're good. What, what song yeah, was that? I can't remember. With you, Dover Boys. A, uh, and uh, <laughs> in the way that you use it. <laughs> okay, you knew yeah, that I was sneaking in somewhere. So he gets washed out. He survives. Everyone thinks he's dead. For some reason, they're still paying for his apartment. Um, That's what you do for dead well, friends. Well, Karen right? Page <laughs> thinks he's alive. They don't have a body, but everyone. No, has- Karen. Yeah, Karen Page is under the assumption that he is alive, which is why she does all these. He's things. the daredevil. Uh, I I don't care if like I'm sorry, Joe. If you if you were to mysteriously disappear, <laughs> I would not pay your mortgage. Like I, um, unless there was evidence of me disappearing before. So if I was a person who just normally disappears, which is what Matt does on a regular basis. Yeah, but then I'd expect you to figure out your finances. <laughs> yes. You're like, also not insane like most people in comic book things are. Comic book media. Can't But uh, if you also knew that I was Daredevil. Yeah. Would that change I, your <laughs> No, I'm I'd be like, hey, they foreclosed on your house. You need to find a new place. <laughs> Jab, you need to, I, Daredevil or not, pay your bills, man. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> you, set up, you set up a savings fund that'll pay your rent while, yeah. while you're Well, Matt really didn't inactive. expect anyone to pay his rent. That was not part of his relationship with them. They just did it, which is an odd. Hey, that's what I mean. It's an odd it, decision. It felt weird. Like, or if they had just been like, yeah, you know, he just paid up his rent. Dude, like I, want, I, want, I want friends that pay my rent. <laughs> Guys, come on now. Mortgage, I should say. No. So I have a so, so I have a I, so I have a quick question about this season. I'm not paying your mortgage. No. <laughs> um, did this season more than any other season feel very superhero movie ish? I I I asked that question because there are multiple scenes where the music comes off as like very superhero. I mean, when movie. you when you look at it, you have like some of the makings of very like, dark night. Of, like. of a, you have makings of a movie. It's like, you know, you get we already have the hero established, right? But you get the you get a you get a main villain, you get the origin of another villain. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I could see where it just felt there. very like dark knight ish. There's uh, the there's a scene where he's perching on the top of a building. It's late in the season. Yeah. But he's perched on top of the building and it's playing like the Daredevil theme. And I'm like, this is circa 2009 superhero movie. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm it's just, a very odd I'm just, time. I'm, I'm just hearing, like, in my head, I'm just hearing the Batman animated series theme. Song. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, continue. I just I wanted to know. I, I don't know how I feel. Uh, 
there's moments, but there's there's just so much long form storytelling that just makes it not a comic book movie. Yes, it's inherently a TV show just because of the way the, the, the way amount it's of storyline that they had. To it do just that. felt like thir- thirteen are, comic book movies. When I was there a boy, are scenes, <laughs> there are definitely ones that are just lifted out, like scenes that seem to be lifted out. The um, the point where he lets the person, uh, the one guy Felix, fall off the uh, roof dangle and from his leg, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, "That's that's Dark Batman. Yeah, that's Batman. Dark Hard Knight. Batman. Yeah." Um, swear to me. <laughs> Where is she? I swear to God. Swear to me. <laughs> Mary. Right. Where's Typhoon Mary? Where is she? <laughs> I know it's a different series, but that's what I thought. <laughs> What's your dad's name? Right. Um, <laughs> why'd you say that name? Uh, <laughs> why'd you say that name? <laughs> that, came, that came Still up, makes actually. me laugh yeah. every time. Hi. Teen Titans Go makes fun of it. So we'll, t- we'll talk about dads here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. but, so yeah. Deadpool made fun of it. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. makes fun of it. It's not going to turn out that we have the same mom, right? Um, oh, man, it's become so meme And uh, so we're looking at, you're looking at Daredevil. There's a, there's a decent amount of uh, change between the, the previous seasons. Like, he was aloof, but this one's he's like, no, nah, people. And then it's just like, no, you Yeah, he's people. very, like, people-oriented. Um, and who was it that said that that, not necessarily Mac Murdoch doesn't make bad decisions, but that all of his friends. So uh, oh, one of uh, our friends, Bobby, uh, Bobby yeah. said on uh, social media, he goes, this season of Daredevil is one minute of really quality Daredevil and 50 minutes of his friends making really terrible decisions. Now, do you think it's a, it's like it's like horror movie bad to where people's just come no, sense I plans think, have been removed? I think, it, I think it's situational. I don't think it's bad decisions based on the narrative. I think it's... I think uh, Amy Amy brings up a really good example in that she does not like Karen Page's character because Karen Page in the first season is the singular reason that everything goes wrong. She convinces Ben Urich to go visit Wilson Fisk's mother that leads to Ben Urich's death. And then she's all like broken up about it. It's her it's her fault for like chasing that lead down. Everything can be stemmed from like Karen Page making really terrible decisions, uh, and so is this going to be a Karen Page? You dumb. <laughs> well, well, no. Like that's the. I think the perception for a lot of people, even for someone who watches the show casually, well, it's it's not that she's that, dumb, but she's. It's doing not that she's she dumb. Is. It's that support characters make really bad decisions because the plot requires them to make really yeah, bad yeah. decisions. It's, it's a driving force of the plot. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is a very great driving force because it dilutes the supporting characters that are there, takes away from their strengths by having me focus on the fact that Karen Page for the 60th time is putting herself in a shitty situation. Um, there was this book series, uh, by Terry Goodkind and I love the first few books, but by book five, I just started getting angry because every the end of every book was them trying to fix a problem, and in so doing, they made a really bad decision and made everything really worse. Yeah. So every every like, oh okay we solved it oh but in solving it we made it worse. And the next book would be like okay we solved that problem uh, we made it worse. Oh, okay we solved that problem uh, it's just getting worse. And it just kept escalating yeah. that way. And that's kind of the way Daredevil feels like they're like oh hey we can fix this if I run for office. Yes. Right? It's a really good example. If I run for office, Kingpin can't touch me. You don't think he's killed a politician before? 
What? Like, Daredevil, please. Well, so, well, so then, oh, just, yeah. All, all, you need, all you need is a mugging gone wrong. Well, so then yeah. uh, the he consequence of that. In prison. The consequence of that is that uh, Kingpin is five steps ahead. He put pressure on his family. <laughs> like, years ago. Years ago. <laughs> so so that's a that's a funny thing that you mentioned that because even in the comic books now, uh, Kingpin's mayor. And yeah. they're like, oh, if we get his deputy mayor to talk, we'll have everything on him. He'll deputy mayor tell yeah, us everything. Ahead. And what does Kingpin do? He puts a contract out on the deputy mayor. You can't prove that he did, but he did. Yeah. And someone and the, the someone so, kills the deputy mayor. Now you got we'll nothing. Just get another one. Deputy mm-hmm. mayors just grow on trees. They might. Know? I don't so know for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's just even if Kingpin isn't several steps ahead, that just plan doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They're like, okay, if we find this guy, we get him to come fat, we get him to confess to him shanking prison via his, via Kingpin's orders, because Kingpin had himself shanked so that he would be moved to another location that he had control over. Just uh, just make it non-lethal. So, so <laughs> listen to this plan here. Kingpin's ultimate goal is to marry his wife. His ultimate goal is to marry the woman he loves. He can't do it within jail. So what he does is he he already has people turned in the FBI. He he gives the FBI dirt on the Albanians, right? So that when someone proclaiming to be Albanian that he hires shanks him, they then think he's under threat for the information he gave. So he says, I'll make a deal. I will continue to give to I will continue to give you information if you move me to someplace other than another prison. How about this nice ass hotel? By the way, this hotel he just bought through a shell corporation. Through a shell corporation. The FBI certain members of the FBI have no idea this is going on, by the way. So uh, why they call he, him the kingpin? They're like thinking they're like, okay, well, he's like, <laughs> I want to be in an I want to be in a nice penthouse. I'm, I'm going to do this. You. I want to be in a penthouse. And they're like, okay, so they convert this penthouse. They think they've seized it from somebody that was caught in like a money laundering scheme. Yeah. So they think they've seized it from from a criminal, and they're like, okay, well, we'll just house the criminal in there, and it's bare bones, nothing in it. It's supposed to be as close to a prison cell as it could possibly be. And then slowly over time, as, as Kingpin keeps getting more and more concessions, it becomes like this lavish, beautiful, yeah. fully stocked out penthouse. And then you find out he's got a Bond villain secret bookcase entrance that allows him to go into this like room where he has cameras watching everybody. Yeah. Um, and it, it is very, <laughs> right? Very like layer upon layer of like machinations that he's done. And everyone's just kind of being like, Man, he is smart. He's done. He's planned all of this out. Ma- Machiavelli, no, Machiavelli is looking at this and going like, "Well, that's what was Damn. so funny because when you see him at the end of season two, he seems smart with the whole Punisher thing, but he's not like this smart, right? So then you see him at season three, and the beginning of season three, he doesn't seem dumb. He just doesn't seem like he cares about anything. It's very like detached." Until you start to see this plan come to fruition and you're like, he's been planning this since he's been in jail. So the idea is not that he's a kingpin like of crime. He is like a mastermind of crime. No, 
he doesn't get away with it. So, I mean, he's not that much of a mastermind. A mastermind, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Vis-a-vis concordantly. Vis-a-vis concordantly. <laughs> um, so, it, like, it's an odd distinction uh, between the characters. It's, But, yeah, that's where a lot of the motivation for uh, people like Amy and Bobby come from is that the supporting characters are the weakest part because they're the ones who drive the plot with their mistakes. And, well, even Daredevil makes a lot of dumb decisions, too. Like, the... Where he, how he goes, how he interacts with people, but on top of the fact that they're making dumb mistakes, it just com- it's like compounded interest on dumbness. Yeah, like you're like I'm gonna cash out my dumbness now, and it was like no 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 no, you're gonna let it ride again, spin that wheel. Yeah, and it's like oh you double down, that was a bad idea. So of course there is another dumb decision. It's the roulette wheel of dumbness. They just keep doubling down, and it just keeps ending badly. So, but it's it wasn't bad it just wasn't great and there but there are some there are some things here like things that i wanted in season one that i didn't get one daredevil should be more than the suit and they kind of i think they overemphasize the suit season one and season two yeah this one that's it's not about that it's not about like this like he's not wearing the suit through his wear the suit at at all uh i love the man in black suit it's one of my like i love that out of season one just that just that visual graphic of the the bandana covering yeah. his entire upper part of his head. Like that's scary to me. Like yeah. if you're, if you're fighting people and it's like, that guy can't see. <laughs> <laughs> right? well, I mean, that's... he can't see anyway. The bandana serves very little purpose, but that, that level of intimidation when you're looking at somebody that's threatening you and you can't read their eyes. Like, yes. There's, there's a level of intimidation there when it's just like, you can see in someone's eyes sometimes whether they'll do something or not. And it's just like, no, I'm, I will, yeah. like, if I have to, I will kill you. I think the the fighting seems more choreographed, but in actuality, it seems less choreographed. It seems more right. natural. The Which I appreciated. Season. And I, I wanted Kingpin in season one, uh, that fight scene. Like, I wanted to see the guy that was beating a dude's head in a car door because he got angry. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a scene, he's just wailing on this dude's head in a car door. And he's just going to town. And then he composes he like, himself. He like loses it, right? Like he, literally loses all composure. He, but he's—you can see—he's in com- complete control of what he's doing. Yeah, he's just it's, angry. He's just that angry. And then you see him straighten up, and then it's like nothing ever happened. And I was like, "That's the kingpin I want to see in the final yeah. fight with Daredevil." And I didn't get that. I got this like weird ballet flourish badly choreographed fight and i and i i feel like that's if they didn't trust vincent d'onofrio enough to maybe do this kind of stuff or their core their choreographer didn't feel comfortable enough doing something really cool but either way i think it works out better this season because he was not he was not he was the main thing they were fighting over but he was not the only thing they were fighting right and but we got to finally see the the kingpin fight yes he just banes someone's back right into the corner of a wall just just paralyzes and them. just runs he's lifting them lengthwise and just runs into the corner of a wall and it was like yes he just broke <laughs> that so, dude's back so let's let's Want talk it. a little bit about because we've talked a lot about kingpin let's talk about bullseye the tertiary one yeah. the tertiary the character uh, in and, the room uh, now now props you brought up uh a nice thing uh basically that there's a dichotomy uh between bullseye and daredevil there are so many parallels between the two characters the they're orphans um they both have anger issues they both uh had violent tendencies especially growing up um they both figured out coping mechanisms between the two of them and then uh just 
cinematography or directorial wise, there's that moment where you hear Dare, when Daredevil's listening to things, you see him like cock his head and you hear the echoey traces of the of the sounds he's hearing from a distance away. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of when Bullseye hears the voices in his head. It's like there's white a, noise. Right. There's a physical change to to his to what he's looking at, and then you it sounds very similar to Daredevil's. But there's that weird white noise, grainy kind of thing that I think is supposed to make it so it's. Someone said it sounds it's a like a dark uh, version a, of what he's hearing. Someone said they, uh, when they were recording it, it's actually a hive of bees. Oh yeah, I did uh, hear about that. It's a hive of bees that they recorded. Uh, but it's it's just very interesting to hear the to see stylistically the parallels between the two characters. Yeah. Like I think they were setting how Daredevil could have turned out right. Or bullseye, how could he turn out as Daredevil? Like the 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 balance between the two of them, and they're both they both make like bullseye attempted to be a good person, like he he knew that it was something that he shouldn't be doing, so he actively worked on you know he's like I'll join the army, like I can put it to good use. Right? Yeah, I'll become a FBI agent. I can put this to good use, and then he's finding that it's not as easy as that. And Daredevil is like, well, I can take my violent tendencies and put them to good use. I'm just going to go beat up criminals. <laughs> and as you do, right? As you do. Um, and as far as we told, we could see Bullseye never hurt any innocents until Kingpin was just like, you're hiding behind a facade. Like the world will yeah. never accept you because it can't. You're you're an aberration as far as they're concerned. I'll never judge you like that. All I'm asking for you to do is go into that post place and kill everyone. Do what you want to do. Right. And then everyone, and then Gary Oldman shows up and goes, everyone. Yeah. Right. The professional, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good. Um, I'm like a comic book. There's an asterisk. It's like, see issue, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we got there. Yeah. Um, there is an interesting dynamic in in uh as we get later into the season where uh daredevil is forced to choose like he feels there's really only one route for his character to go to feel any sort of redeeming quality for everything he's done over the last few seasons and part of this stems from season two with his relationship with the punisher where the punisher says you and I are not the same red because I do what you are unwilling to do. I'll go that length. I will go that length to protect the city, to protect who needs to be protected. This is a length that you will never go to. And Frank castle challenges him on this. And they, 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 there's this tug of war where he, where he believes that Frank is better than what Frank portrays and Frank proves him wrong, proves him wrong every step of the way by saying, no, this is who I am. This tension is then flipped in the newest season where daredevil believes the moment that there is some, and I want to get your guys' take on it. There's some religious, uh, purpose to his relationship with Fisk. Uh, he loses his hearing because of the, the Midland circle incident. Uh, in the Defenders TV show, uh, he loses a portion of his hearing to where everything sounds muffled. He can't feel anything or he can't hear anything. Like he's just struggling. The moment he gets his hearing back, the first thing he hears is the news saying that Fisk has gotten out of prison. 
Oh yeah, that was uh, how how fun. Do you think God's punishing you? Do you think God is punishing you for not taking care of Fisk? Because that's the first thing I heard when I got my hearing back. So how could how can this be a coincidence? There has to be some type of purpose, and his purpose he believes is I need to kill Wilson Fisk. That's the only way I can do this uh, is if I kill Wilson Fisk, and it ultimately goes up to the end of the the end of the season. Where Daredevil's under this belief system where, yeah, I need to kill. I'm going up here so I can kill Wilson Fisk. Um, uh, but it ends up ending with, to Props' point, a much better fight sequence as Bullseye uh, is in the Daredevil outfit, which I didn't necessarily foresee going that long into a season. I thought I'd get something a little more Bullseye oriented, but whatever. Um, I think again. I think this is more the origin of this Bullseye. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. So when they're like they're at the end of the thing where they're talking about him getting the adamantium spine, like that's something that happened in the comic books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't know if they're going to go into adamantium, but he's Bullseye getting a restructured has, spine. Ha- Bullseye in the comic books has an adamantium spine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, it leads to a fight scene that is is one of the more memorable ones in the series, where it's Bullseye and Daredevil are fighting. Uh, Kingpin is kind of. Uh, Daredevil's also fighting Kingpin, but is yeah. then protecting Kingpin when Bullseye attempts to kill Kingpin. So everyone's kind of fighting one another as Daredevil is also attempting to protect Kingpin at the same time. I guess so that, it, because it's my understanding he's still under the belief that he's going to kill him, that he wants to kill him. Uh, and that's where that scene comes up with the, the backbreaking situation. Uh, Kingpin just picks up Bullseye and just runs him into this, the corner of a brick wall. Just and just breaks. That's just. just I was beautiful. Yeah, it's, Bull, it's Bullseye's last line in the movie scene. is, I can't, I can't move. <laughs> 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 Which is just such a, it's such an odd line. But it leads to this very tenuous moment where Kingpin uh, is taunting Daredevil saying, no, like, like, I want you to kill me. Like, this is what you've come all the way here for. Uh, do it. Just do it. Because he's like, I'm not, I can't go to prison again. I can't lose my wife. Yeah. So either you're going to kill me or I will hunt down your friends till the end of time. You could put me in prison. You could put me wherever. I will hunt down the people you love. I did. Uh, I do love Kingpin's or Daredevil's return monologue. That one was like, I know your wife has committed crimes that led to people's deaths. If you go, if you if you leave prison again, if I hear you're doing anything outside of prison, I'm gonna make sure she goes to prison with you. So that's your choice: go to prison, stay there like a good dog, or I'm gonna put your wife in prison with you. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna touch any of my friends or me. And so, that's it. They shake on it, which I think is hilarious. Right? It's one of the funniest moments in that season. Is they shake on it? Doesn't like Kingpin raise his hand? Uh, he's like, it's a deal, and the yeah. Kingpin brings it up, which is funny because that's the that's the entirety of what he wanted from Matt Murdock and Daredevil in the first place. from the first place was he just wanted him, they wanted to have, they wanted to reach an agreement, and they were just so diametrically opposed. And in this one instance where it's just like we're gonna protect, it's the reached we the love. end. Yeah, we each have to protect the people we love from one another. So that's so that's we stalemated it. it. Um, I'll get what I want. You'll be in prison. 
and your wife. But I would say it's an overall better season than what we've gotten. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Again, the. the I mean, it's going to get canceled, so that's (laughs) (laughs) nothing. Nothing. I think still think Daredevil season two, the first half of it is the best. I agree. I've seen of any of it, and then see the end of it was just like what, what? What's the moment they shifted from Punisher to the Hand? Right. And the moment like, no. they made the hand the focal point is the moment that season crashed. But Punisher was so good. And then the Punisher season was okay. And we have Punisher season two to look forward to coming up soon. Production on that has ended and it will release. It's happening. Um, they also greenlit Defenders too, which I'm interested. Did they? Did they? Oh. they I, thought they that that Defen- I thought they said Green. They said two, as of, the last Defenders. time I checked, they said oh, as of yet, uh, Defenders is not continuing forward. Um, they don't foresee another season. Yeah. Well, I mean. I was going to say, especially if you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, it's they don't. It's not that they don't have them. They well, just have yeah, their own yeah, individual their own seasons. Like yeah, they said, getting into what um, uh, Side said, theoretically, a Heroes for Hire could happen. Yeah. Uh, and a couple people are really excited for that. I'm still. We kind of talked about it during the planning meeting, and I and I I was thinking it was pressure from Disney, that Disney was like, we don't want our properties on another streaming platform. So they're they're pressuring Netflix to be like just let it end. So we will we will know if Daredevil gets a season four by the end of the year. So that's that's about the most we have. Heroes for Hire and Defenders. There is nothing on either one of those. Um. Yeah, there's nothing on uh, Defender season. Uh, Marvel TV head uh, Jeff Loeb did say recently that season two was still on the table, perhaps okay, maybe even featuring different heroes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, really, uh, time will tell. Yeah. So, we'll see. I'm hoping. I Netflix was willing to take creative decisions that I do that I believe. Disney would not yeah. like uh, breaking makes, a man's back against the corner of a wall, right? Or having Kingpin beat a man's face in, <laughs> I can in see with the door. door. <laughs> I mean, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What's this here about not wearing your pretty rings? When right? I was a boy, <laughs> Goofy, don't, <laughs> Goofy. He said, "When I was a... <laughs> Goofy, don't make me, don't make me, Goofy." Why, Why? He said, "Sir, how would you like your steak?" <sighs> When yeah. I was a boy. When I was a boy. <laughs> That's all I know about Daredevil. Oh, oh my God. Watch know. out. It's Mickey and Digger too. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. So the dark side of Disney. <laughs> so I think, uh, uh, I think that's... the MCU is about as dark as it gets. Yeah. I heard you're not wearing your purity rings for the South of the Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's everybody not wearing your purity rings? How are we gonna how are we gonna sell sex to little girls if you're not wearing your purity rings? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> how are we gonna make little girls giants tingle? <laughs> you gotta watch that episode. It's a South Park episode. It's, it's so really good. good. Um, it's one that. of the best South so Park episodes. I, I think, uh, having a nervous tick, which is why he keeps going, uh-huh. That's like a tick. Yeah. So, great. so uh, I think we've said all we pretty much can about the Why well, it's uh, MCU well, the, on the Netflix set. 
the the flip side of it though, and like somebody brought it up during the planning meeting, is that um, Netflix probably wants to move more towards yeah, their yeah. own creator. Yeah. So, titles. so, so like before we things. before we wrap up, what is the long term? What do you think the long term is? I think they're going to be. Me personally, I think they're going to be getting rid of any properties that aren't theirs, and that that's that not that's not Marvel or Disney exclusive. I think they're trying to do their own stuff, like you know, that's not run by an outside studio. And I and I think if where if, possible, if viewership were still climbing when these shows were coming out, they might be more incentivized not to cancel them. Mm-hmm. But being that we're we're seeing the the division of streaming services across uh, creator lines, not necessarily um, vendor lines. So like there was Hulu, there was Netflix, there was Stars, there was HBO. There's all these shows, and they're they're making they're distributing this content somehow. We're now moving towards Stars has their content, uh, Hulu has their created content, Netflix has their created content, Disney has their created content, ABC has their created content, and we're seeing these lines being drawn. And the they they want to control how their stuff is consumed. And it's getting really expensive to no, cut the cord nowadays. Say, yeah, yeah, I can't afford that. <laughs> so I I guess then my question is, with all these cancellations. Do you see some type from like the base community, just fandom in general? Are we seeing any type of fatigue? I mean, movie sales don't seem to be generating that, but it does seem as though smaller screen is feeling the impact of that fatigue because it fills in the gap in between I, those I, movies. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's harder. Um, with the movies, it's a, it's a sprint, like we talked about this, and with, with the TV shows, it's a marathon, and you just get... You do. You get fatigued easier uh, because you have to have character development over a long, longer series of uh, period of time with a plot that it, that evolves over time as well. And if you don't do it well, it's easy for the viewer to lose interest. Uh, or yeah, I you know what you said, uh, what uh, Doc said about uh, Iron Fist. You got through what episode one, and yep. it's, story story it. wasn't there for you, exactly. and and so you didn't watch the rest of that season. Yet I've seen every Marvel MCU movie mm-hmm. since the beginning. Well, it's, it's an investment thing. Exactly. You watch a Marvel MCU movie two two hours and forty five minutes later, you're yep. done. Exactly. You watch a Netflix series, thirteen hours. Yeah. Roundabout. Well, I think this then brings up the next idea, which is: was the Defenders onto something by only having eight episodes in a season? Yeah. There are certain seasons like that. I think benefited from having more than eight, but I I I feel like there's. They, Luke Cage season two, I think, could have had eight and been fine. Iron Fist season two could have eight and been fine. Um, I think they could have definitely trimmed off some of the fat from those. But, I mean, we, we're seeing you can tell a good story in two hours and 45 minutes, yeah. which means, yes, there's nice to see the level of character development that comes across from eight, eight plus hours of stuff. But it's tough to be like, okay, well, if I'm not invested in the first hour, well, you and Punisher, like you... We had to cajole you to finish that season. And he has to be like, look, we're going to talk about it. You have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that was a little tough for me. I, I wasn't the hugest fan of the season either. The the flashbacks threw me off. And yet at the same time, a show with 10 episodes like uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger, I mean, had immense production quality, had fantastic writing. And I watched from beginning to end every night. We watched it from beginning to end. Well, that's part of it is, uh, did you binge watch it or did you watch it as they released? We watched it as it released. 
So that's the other part that's of it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So the the traditional cable distribution method where yeah, episodes I, are not being released, but we're in a binge culture now. Yeah. We're in, yeah, we're in a culture where the people want the instant gratification. See, for me, like, I'm the opposite. Like, Would I, it be better for these shows if they were not bingeable? bingeable? Exactly yeah. I think it would. For me, it would. Would it create know. that excitement again? If you had to wait for the episodes, I th- it depends. So there's there's certain ones that I think let, that benefit from being able to watch the entire thing because then there's no uh, people can watch consume it and then discuss it. So like whereas the episodic releases are great and they can build a lot of hype, but you have to you ha- like every episode has to be worthy of that build up of hype. Which makes every episode want to one up itself over and over again. Yes. Which leads to very. Um, it leads to the Walking Dead effect. I mean, people want the Walking Dead to die, like right now. Um, but they're even, nine seasons in. It's, so. it's a shambler. It's a walker. It's going to keep on going. <laughs> right? um, even even like Game of Thrones, like every episode has to one up itself. So and luckily, they uh, and, uh, luckily they've been fairly good at and that. And they've been fairly good. But there, there's a point though where that really I think hampers the storytelling ability because you mm-hmm. can't have an episode that's just. A character sitting there and mentally. Well, it's like this season. Something. It's a uh, Karen. The Karen episode is oh, the all backstory. It is eighty percent backstory, which I was fine with. I loved that episode, um, and it was nice to see that. I'm again. I'm not the hugest fan of flashbacks, but it wasn't something that was directly tied in the plot. It was just to explain why she was where she was at, and that, an episode like that needed to happen. Yeah. But in those one up themselves episodes, every episode that's. If you were to do that in an episodic form telling, somebody waited a week to watch that episode, they're going to get halfway through that episode and be like, I don't care. Yeah. I waited a week for a flashback episode. But right now what we're running into uh, in terms of the alternative is people are watching the shows, they're talking about the shows, and then right after the shows are done, no one is talking about it anymore. Right. It's done. So the question becomes, do you invest in the long-term discussion and benefit that could be there or do you continue with the short like, term? Use use Game of Thrones as a as another um, another example. Uh, when that was on, I was having people over my house every Sunday to yeah. watch that stuff, like like clockwork. Like just all right, you no, know, get, get. I think get there the food, is a long term. Like, you know, like, uh, like we watched recently uh, on Hulu. We watched Jack Ryan, and I'm a big fan of the of the Tom Clancy books that surround that character. But they released it weekly. Now, it was only eight episodes long, but we loved that show. From beginning to end, we loved I, the I, Jack I, Ryan I show on uh, uh, Amazon, not Hulu, really I'm sorry. It's, Amazon. it's really yeah, good. It was, it was really good. I and I like. enjoyed coming back week after week because they're like, it's unlike Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. where I know 10 episodes in, they're going to take a mid-season break, which doesn't make sense <laughs> when your season is 22 me. episodes long. Kills me. Uh, I'll admit I watched it once it all released. So yeah, yeah, once yeah. it was all out, that's when I watched it. So I watched one episode. I'm proud of <laughs> you, man. You're, just, you're like, one episode, checkbox. <laughs> Moving on. Good, I got it. I can say it. Next. It's not a movie. Don't he's, care he's about it. He's only uh, ever watched one episode of everything. <laughs> Pretty much. That exists. Yeah. He consumes one episode, one episode, puts his opinion out there. That could be a YouTube channel. <laughs> yes. Le- only watching one, one episode, episode of a show and built, trying to build a review for it. Called Only One. <laughs> That's a, that's a solid YouTube channel. There can be only one. There, there could be, be only one. one. That's a solid. 
Uh, this week we're reviewing Cheers. We're only watching one episode, <laughs> and it's like a random. A it's oh, like no, a no. random generator. You, oh, you know what you could do. You could have fans send you in one episode of a show. Okay, I'm sending. That's a really good idea. The entire thing from off. Katie up in Norway. Oh, we're watching. And she writes. And she. That's what I was going to. And she writes. Dear Nick, it's been a long time since we last talked. <laughs> and I wanted to send you this episode. It's my favorite episode of Family Matters. In this one, Steve Urkel falls down and he can't get up. <laughs> Nick watches the episode and he sits there and it's goes, playing. All right. That's it. And there you uh, go. Boom. All right, we're going to go ahead and build our review for it. We'll see how close it is to the actual. And then I've seen the, the Game of Thrones equivalent of one episode, which is four seasons. So <laughs> there you I've go. Seen there four you seasons go. of Game of Thrones, so I feel like that counts as There's one There's one episode. episode of progression in four <laughs> seasons worth of Game of Thrones. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, literally, if you name, like, some, some main TV show, I've probably seen only one episode. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess that <laughs> okay. kind of rounds it out for yeah. Netflix. Uh Doc, do you have any update on like how our, our stuff is going? I'm going to have to take this back to the lab and really just process it. Um, any uh, there's a lot of initial stuff? A or? lot of notebooks worth of stuff. I mean, I filled like six right here just in just this conversation. Um, so, yeah. So, who are, who are you partnering with? The, with all this? the Church of Scientology. <laughs> No, no, no. Sorry, it's Thanatology. Oh, yeah. Thank the you. Thanatology. Of Thanatology. Of thanatology? What science yes. We, what thanatology. It's just magic we don't understand. Right? <laughs> thanatology. Yes, the church of Thanatology, which is uh, two floors down. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. That's what Ebony Moss pulpit, right? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how we are. Yep. Uh, we'll wait so... for those results. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how we did. Uh, we didn't get fired. Uh, That's good. We're all upright and mobile. Those are two yeah. check boxes in the win column. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, you can write to us on Twitter, Sanctuary One Radio, mm-hmm. the number one radio at tw- uh, on Twitter. You can shoot us an email, Sanctuary One Radio at gmail uh, We say it every week. Uh, we would love for people to submit questions, things you want us to talk about. Uh, we want that viewer engagement. Talk to us. We're, Ask us we're things. Send us Series, smoke signal. questions, comments, or concerns. Send us smoke signal. <laughs> Carrier pigeons. <laughs> Degradations of character. We'll take them. Always remember, <laughs> smash that like, like button. button. <laughs> smash that like button. Uh, so that closes out for this week. Uh, join <laughs> us next time when we discuss... Um, what are we looking Oh, oh. what ifs. What, what ifs. ifs. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I don't know like, what that sound something. was. I really. Yeah, I think it's a parasite. The the isn't that, isn't that the, the parasite sound that happens when um, uh, Batman switches a scene? <laughs> 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 Just saying <laughs> to the Batcave right. automatically take you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and we're out. We're out. See you guys. <laughs>